we know it has been weeks now of travel disruptions across North America. Massive delays, cancellations caused by winter storms leading up to and after Christmas Day. Of course, peak travel time and one made even busier. Let's be real, it was even busier after a couple of years of pandemic travel restrictions. Now, in Alberta, there's been widespread flight disruptions over the past couple of days alone because of that heavy fog. And in the U.S. today, a computer system outage led to the cancellation of close to a thousand domestic flights and the delays of thousands more. We've been telling you about that right here on 630 Chad throughout the afternoon. Right now, Air Canada advising all passengers to check the status of their U.S. bound flights before leaving for the airport. And then tomorrow, Air Canada, WestJet, Sunwing, Via Rail, well, they've been invited to testify before the House of Commons Committee that oversees transportation issues about the disruptions that overwhelm their services. The committee will also hear from passenger advocates, impacted travellers, and the transport minister. And one of the big questions is, is there going to be any accountability? Let's get into this with Dr. Frederick Demanche, who is the director of the Ted Rogers School of Hospitality and Tourism Management at Toronto Metropolitan University. Welcome back to the show. You're welcome. Good afternoon, Jillian. Nice to talk with you. So watching what has happened over the past couple of weeks, what goes through your mind about what you've seen with the delays and, and specifically how it's been handled? Well, let's remember first that more than six months ago during the summer, we had lots of problems. You remember we had problems with security officers in airports. We had late uh, uh, transportation in airports. We had uh, lost luggages. And it was a disaster, as called it, you know, the, the Ministry of Transportation, Mr. Algebra. And then he said, well, we're going to fix all this and we're going to get ready for Christmas. And then another crisis. And, and the crisis, obviously, was not quite the same. You know, mm -hmm. we didn't have the same problems. But it was nonetheless a, a big thing, meaning that we are not ready yet for disruption. And, um, you know, we should be ready in Canada for disruption and weather disruption at least, right? Uh, and what we have seen is that uh, most of the airlines were not quite ready yet. And, um, you know, we could speak about Sunwigs, of course, but it's also uh, Canada, it's also uh, WestJet. All of them have suffered in operations. And then most importantly, in taking care of the customers after the crisis. So when you say not ready, is it still um, staffing issues? Um, would that be front and center? Yeah, I think staffing issue is still right there. You know, some people, um, you know, feel like, uh, you know, we don't have yet, you know, the number of people needed to run the airlines and to run the airport. And when we have filled some of the uh, empty positions that we, you know, that were needed to be uh, to be filled in, um, you know, we didn't have people with enough experience probably mm -hmm. to, to manage the crisis. So that's an issue. Other issue may have been just a technology issue. Yeah. As you know, when, when um, uh, a system, an air system is disrupted, and we see that in the United States. We've seen that with Southwest Airlines also, uh, you know, during uh, the crisis two or three weeks ago. Uh, it's, it's also a, a matter of managing data, managing where the planes are, managing where the crews are, managing where the customers are, managing where the luggage is. And, and all of this uh, was not very well managed. So I think there are some better systems to put in place in Canada for airlines and for airports. Uh, 
Uh, you touched on customer service, and I know, of course, uh, you know, following all of the cancellations and the delays, people up in arms, you know, people waiting in, in uh, airports, you know, in some cases for, for days. I mean, customer service and that accountability uh, and what passengers are owed, given the circumstances, has been um, up for discussion for a very long time, you know, uh, and, and up for debate, let's put it that way, for a very, very long time. What changes do you believe need to be made on that front? Well, I think that's going to be a main uh, topic of discussion tomorrow when mm -hmm. the commission is meeting and, and, and hearing the professionals and the customers. Um, you know, the airlines have had it, I think, too easy. Uh, you know, they, they, they should be much prompter, quicker to respond to the customers. First of all, there needs to be a response, basically. And then, um, you know, customers are entitled to being reimbursed at the very least. And I'm not even talking about compensations for planes being late or lost luggage or this type of thing. But uh, this is already in some law, but that law is not being implemented well enough. And I think the federal government has to, you know, step on it and basically say, hey, guys, you know, you need to you need to pay up. We know that, uh, you know, I mentioned off the top about that committee meeting tomorrow and who's going to be presenting. We're going to hear from a lot of the, um, um, the, the airlines plus via rail. We're going to hear about advocates and some travelers as well. Do you expect anything to come from it? Is it really just going to be a, a session to air grievances? I think it's going to be this mostly. It's going to be uh, you know people venting out and 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 some of the of the other side of the table people making excuses obviously, but but I think you know solutions have to be found. You know the, the the government has to put in place a system where there is as you said accountability first of all and then prompt response to the customers. It, it's it's not okay to have customers waiting for weeks and weeks and months you know mm -hmm. for reimbursement or or not getting uh, you know compensated for the losses. So um, I think a lot has to be done on that end. And on the other hand, I think the government has to, I don't know if they can impose that on private companies, but, you know, they should give them a very strong advice to uh, upgrade their management system. They are such thing as disruption management systems that are being, that are being sold by, um, you know, technology companies. And, and I'm not sure anyone, anyone in Canada is purchasing those types of uh, software and systems. Um, that seems to me like uh, something that should be done for the future. You know what, uh, Dr. Dimanche, when we were uh, traveling over Christmas, we just we just returned home from New Orleans. I, I, if I remember correctly, you know that city well. I think you went to university yes, there years back. Yeah. Um, and we made sure that we gave ourselves lots of time in between our um, in between our, our flights, like up to four hours. And I know some people don't yeah. like that, but that was a plan that we had made because we knew it was going to be winter and there could be challenges. Um, and we said we'd suck it up at the airport if we needed to, <laughs> if we needed to, you yeah. know spend the full four hours what do you recommend for travelers right now so uh, travelers have to recognize that first of all we travel in winter especially in canada so there has to be a risk of disruption we have to take into consideration and, and second as you said you know people have to be managing the risk and and what is it worth for you you know are you willing to spend an extra night in a destination or to sleep in an airport uh, something i would recommend as well is to buy travel insurance of course there's despite the you know the recommendation that were made you know during the COVID crisis mm -hmm. 
Mm. Um, few people are buying uh, travel insurance, and, and many of the people who were stuck in the past uh, few weeks over the, the break, um, you know, would have been well served with the travel insurance. They would have been reimbursed already. Wanted to ask you about this. We finally had a bit of a, ba- a breakthrough yesterday um, coming out of the Three Amigos sum- Summit um, uh, regarding Nexus and Nexus in Canada. Good news for yeah. some travelers again. Yes, it is indeed. I mean, every time we make travel easier, especially <laughs> when we go across uh, across borders, you know, it's it's good news. So, uh, yeah, again, it doesn't affect too many people. When you look at the number of people mm-hmm. who who benefit from Nexus, it's not a lot of people, uh, but at least it's a step in the d- right direction. We are making it easier for people to travel. We know that uh, tourism spending in Canada continues to grow. I think it's you know for the last six quarters, it's it's been up. Continue continues to, yep. to, to grow up to, to, to go up what are you expecting for 2023 it's gonna be uh, we continue to recover basically we're still going up I don't think we could go back to those numbers that we had in 2019 which were record number in terms of international travel for Canada let's remember that we still suffer from two main things one is inflation mm-hmm. and and the cost of travel is more expensive the cost of operating is more expensive so it's both the operators the restaurants the hotel etc have higher costs but also for the consumers it's becoming more expensive to travel and the second point is um, you know we, we still have a labor crisis in Canada many people in the hospitality and travel industry uh, still struggle to hire qualified people Dr. Demanche, always a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you for making time for us this afternoon. You're welcome. Good afternoon.